0: Thank you so much, Hillary. Yeah, my calendar. I think it's going to turn around again, and it's going to hit
1: us, uh, I think, 2025 is the year for that. Yeah.
0: Glenn is joining us yeah. from home today. Not feeling so
1: well I still, am. but uh, powering yeah. through. Well, you know, I have uh, I've been diagnosed with COVID, and uh, we'll get into that a little later. But I think, you know, Friday was morbidly obese. But on Monday, I went on a diet and uh, and started working out a bit, uh, you know, with Echelon. And now I'm only muscularly obese. Mm. So I think I'm going to live. I think you're on the right path, but it may take more than a couple of days uh, to... You think so? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Echelon. If you're trying to reach your, your fitness goals, it can help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin uh, and Michael Brown choreographing, uh, you're choreographing the uh, classes with music from your favorite artists and yada, yada, yada. I know I'm... I'm I'm dressed like Jane Fonda told me to dress. But anyway, uh, I I want you to check out Echelon. You're going to save a buttload of money. Uh, It's the bike. It's the rower. It's everything except at a fraction of the cost. Right now, limited time. You can get $800 off the manufacturer retail price. Get the exclusive discount by texting Beck to 818181. That's Beck 818181. $800 off now, Echelon. program. Uh, Yesterday I was diagnosed with having COVID, so I am uh, broadcasting from uh, home, my man cave uh, today, uh, because it's January 6th and there is just too much to talk about on January 6th. The record really needs to be set straight. And if you missed last night's interview with Donald Trump, I think it was one of the better interviews he's done. And you will feel very optimistic I wanted to point out a couple of things that came out in the interview that uh, maybe you missed. Uh, We'll do that coming up, and I want to hear from you about the Trump interview if you watched it last night. The number is 888-727-BECK, but we start with January 6th in 60 seconds. so uh you know we were just listening to uh, chad prather on blaze tv he's he does a show on blaze tv and podcast he's very very funny um but he also uh, did a great monologue on how many things we were supposed to die of all the fear-mongering that has gone on for a long time uh in fact can we play that real quick here's chad prather listen they have us under the tyrannical thumbs look at all the crap they've
2: been peddling For years now, just health, technology, all the things they've used to scare us. In 2000, Y2K was going to destroy civilization. In 2001, we were all going to die from anthrax. In 2002, West Nile virus was going to kill us all. In 2003, SARS was going to wipe us out. In 2005, it was the bird flu we were worrying about. In 2006, E. coli was definitely going to get us. In 2008, none of us were going to survive the market collapse. In 2009, it was swine flu that was going to kill us. In 2012, the mine calendar ran out. Remember that? The end was at hand. In 2013, North Korea was going to start World War III. In 2014, none of of us were going to survive the outbreak of Ebola. In 2015, Donald Trump was going to get us into a war with the entire world. In 2016, if the Zika virus didn't kill us, then ISIS would. In 2018, it was climate change that was shutting us down. In 2020, to present day, of course, you know it was the novel coronavirus and all of its subsequent variants that had our number. The only thing that has remained the same through all of this is fear.
1: So now what are we doing to work against fear? What are we doing to stand together? I wanna to tell you about our sponsor, it's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile uh, is a company that may surprise you in a very, very good way when you call and just say, hey, I want, a, I want this for cell service, I want this many lines, etc., etc." And you look at the cost that they charge and the cost that you are probably paying right now with Big Mobile. The other thing is we need to stand together and do business with the people who are on our side. And when I say our side, I don't mean about elections. I mean about the Constitution. I mean about freedom. Patriot Mobile is there fighting. For the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, heck, all of the amendments. You can do your own homework and find out. They are really, really good working behind the scenes, trying to make sure that our country survives. And they have great cell service. They're on the same cell tower, so it's the same great service, better customer service, and a lower price. Go to patriotmobile.com Beck right now. or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code Beck, and you'll get free activation right now. Now, switch over to a company that shares your values. It's patreonmobile.com/slash Beck 972 Patriot. All right, excuse the way I sound today, uh, been diagnosed with COVID, which is much less than it was the first time i had covid before there was a vaccine um and i'll get into this here in a minute because i think it's important that you understand what's what's really going on uh with covid and uh it looks like i I think we're going to end up being the ones that were right this whole time but we'll get into that a little later on in the program it is january 6th and i really wanted to start with um You know letting letting america know um who we are and i don't mean you you know who we are i mean letting people know in the media and the left now i shouldn't say the left democrats democrats because i don't i think there's a ton of democrats right now that are tired of all this stuff they're not leftist marxist they're not and i feel like they're trapped and they don't know what to do because they don't necessarily trust our side but they don't trust their side and so we have to lead by example um i want to shock our detractors today cnn predicted today will be about division and president biden and the left will deliver solemn remarks While former President Trump of the right going to spin justifications for the actions of January 6th No, I'm not gonna do that. There is no justification for January 6th. There isn't it was wrong period enough said Like every major conservative voice I have and continue to openly and clearly condemn what happened on January 6th at the heart of the conservative movement we honor our institutions We don't believe in resorting to violence. We were the victims. We were the ones trying to stand up and say, please stop the riots on the street all during the summer. We don't believe in employing chaos to achieve our goals. That's not who we are. We treat each other peacefully and decently. Most of the country is not like the coast. It's not like LA. It's not like Portland. And it's it's not like um, New York or Boston or Philadelphia It's really more like Florida Florida is kind of a purplish state and Everybody kind of gets along, you know, everybody's like hey, I don't you know, I don't care who you voted for You know, don't tell me what to do and I won't tell you what to do We believe in treating each other decently And any outlet trying to paint a different picture of us or you is Desperately clinging to a division that just doesn't exist Today is a really important day as a reminder Look what happens when somebody loses control Look what happens when somebody raises up rises up in violence The left has been begging for us to do it and I think they're well we'll get into that here in a second, but They need us to be violent. They want us to be hateful and when we're not their understanding of us collapses well, let it collapse let it because Because those those that say um, We are violent They don't understand us. They don't know us. That's not who we are to anyone who wants to drown us in division No I won't be a part of it. For anybody who wants the anniversary of January 6th to be a reminder of how low we went, we say January 6th will be the day that we go high. It'll be the day that we promote peace, understanding, civility, and our constitutional rights. For anybody who works to stoke our anger, to turn us against one another, Let January 6 be a reminder they failed and they'll always fail because anger and hate and division are fickle motivators Peace is eternal and peace always wins. You want us angry? Go ahead. I'm not gonna bow to you You want us divided? Well, that's fine I'm going to love my neighbor anyway you want us to condone violence and chaos no we won't and we'll be clear so today we should look at january 6 as a marker in time to now use this as a day to unite because on january 6 last year 99.9 percent of the country agreed it's exactly what it's exactly what happened with blm When we first saw the police officer put his knee on the neck we were all like that's wrong that's wrong but they used it to divide us anyway and to hype up that half of america agreed with the police officer no that that wasn't true and the same thing with january 6th so do something nice today do something for a neighbor Give your server an extra big tip today smile at the stranger that you pass Because that's who we really are about that's who we are We'll define today, and we'll define it with kindness and love and just being an American That's the important thing today But it's also important to set the record straight You know just because you love somebody doesn't mean that you don't uh, point out where they have it wrong and i'm not pointing out to the new york times where they have it wrong because that would take far too long but the great arbiter of all truth the new york times published an article yesterday with the headline election falsehoods surged on podcasts before capital riots researchers find what is this story about well i'll tell you this story is clearly just targeting podcasts and radio That's all it is Now that they are still losing because they can't silence us. I was told go online We don't want you here. You'll have to build your own thing. Well, I did Now they see how effective it is and now they can't have us online Here's the sub headline A new study analyzed nearly 1,500 episodes showing the extent to which podcasts pushed misinformation about voter fraud. Now, the article opens mentioning me clearly from the outset. They're accusing me of spreading election falsehoods. It says it in the headline. It's a pretty serious charge accusing me of lying to this audience about the election and voter fraud. So with that in mind, I want to read the opening paragraph of this article from The New York Times. Weeks before the 2020 presidential election, the conservative broadcaster Glenn Beck outlined his prediction for how Election Day would unfold. President Donald J. Trump would be winning that night, but his lead would erode as dubious mail-in ballots arrived, giving Joe R. Biden Jr. an unlikely edge. Now, the next line is a quote that's something I said on radio in 2020, quote, No one will believe the outcome because they've changed the way we're electing a president this time, end quote. Now since the New York Times is the great arbiter of all truth I'm almost certain that the article didn't go through any fact-check PolitiFact Snopes Any of Facebook's army of fact-checking referees the New York Times has one of those get away with our version of the truth Scott free cards that they can play at any time, but as usual It's context that is left on the cutting room floor context It's inconvenient when it comes to character assassination attempts like this one, but here is why context always matters, because when something is taken blatantly out of context in order to serve your narrative, it is the equivalent of a lie. Before I get to the context with the New York Times conveniently uh, left on the cutting room floor, I should note that there's a new study this article references, and it's from the Brookings Institution, a century-old D.C. think tank. Now, if you don't know who the Brookings Institution is, let me tell you, it is noteworthy that the former Brookings Institute analyst named Igor Danchenko, do you remember who he was, Stu?
3: Mm, Igor Danchenko.
1: No, no, I don't remember the name. You know the name though, right? I mean, it sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't remember what it was tied to. Mm-hmm. He was the, ma- the man who claimed to have knowledge about cooperation between the Trump campaign and Vladimir Putin. Mm. He's the guy that's just been indicted, right. Igor Danchenko. That's right. Okay, that's right. He's the guy who passed the information to Christopher Steele. Now he's been charged with lying to investigators about the information that guy came from the Brookings Institute Hmm. It's also noteworthy that the donors uh, include the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Facebook, Google, Amazon, Microsoft Comcast, NBC, Universal BlackRock Financial The United Nations Foundation The Embassy of the State of Qatar And dozens more So It's not really a credible operation, but the study was ready to be released released on Tuesday of this week, and it's almost as if they were coordinating something because the New New York Times article about the study came out yesterday. And actually, we know the New York Times got their hands on the study long before it was released because they reached out to one of my colleagues on Monday asking us if we wanted to comment. We didn't comment on this because it's not my first rodeo with the New York Times. But I did provide them with full context. And I want to show you that full context in just a second, because this is an effort to take all of us down. And if you know the truth, it will not work our sponsor this half hour is relief factor the other day i told you about a painting of joe lewis called the birth of a hero and uh if you enjoyed looking at you know even half as much as i enjoyed painting it we're both well off it's a great great story but there's a there's no way i could have painted that thing um five years ago there's no way three years ago my hands were so sore they would go into cramps and i just couldn't even hold a paintbrush for more literally more than a minute and it was killing me because i love to paint love to paint then my wife turned me on to relief factor created by doctors to help um, your body reduce inflammation which is the major source of most pain and it's got four key ingredients that all work together i take relief factor every day and it's made a huge difference in my life will you just try it please Three-week quick start. Developed for you. Nineteen dollars a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds and thousands of people have tried it. 70% of them go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or call 800, the number 4, relief. 800, the number 4, relief. Relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So let me give you the quote again that was in the New York Times. No one will believe the outcome because they've changed the way we're electing a president this time. And they're saying that I was saying that Joe Biden is gonna claim he wins and, uh, and then you, we can't believe it. That's what they're claiming I said. Okay, scary if that's what I meant. The New York Times hopes that's what I meant, but then when we corrected them, they ran with the story anyway, even though they know that's not true because here's what the times forgot to mention the quote was pulled from a segment in which i was talking about the report from the transition integrity project you remember that the project got a ton of media coverage mostly because it predicted the end of america in all election result scenarios except biden winning in a landslide so here's what i said on september 10 2020 when that came out listen Brooks has conducted war games to play out a range of Election Day and post-Election Day scenarios. Virtually all the outcomes, save one, a Biden landslide, have ended up facilitating a nightmarish fallout. What about a Trump landslide? I've been telling you only a landslide will do it. A landslide of Biden or a landslide of Trump. Otherwise, they have set this thing up that no one's going to believe the outcome. No one will believe the outcome because they've changed the way we're electing a president this time. So now, wait a minute. So am I hyping the Republicans up to go out for violence? Or am I saying that it will take a landslide for either Biden or Trump? A landslide will be the only way that you'll be able to believe it.
0: Wow, that's an incredible, now in that, uh, that's legitimately incredible. I mean, usually they'll take something out of context and try to make it look like it was something that it wasn't. This is, you're actually commenting on what was essentially a left-wing report. Like, yeah. uh, it's,
1: it's not. This a, is, and we told, we told them when we talked to them, you run with this, that's liable. That's liable. And uh, you better attorney up, uh, New York Times, because that's liable. That's not what I said. You knew it. We talked to you about it. We gave you the audio so you knew the context and you did it anyway to to libel me. So anyway, that's such a strange timing
2: of the it's
0: such a strange branding. thing, too. I mean, like, you know, they are obviously trying to go after now podcasts. They've gone out and tried to ban everybody from social media. They're done with that. They're going after podcasts and other things now. And that's, you know, very much in the normal left-wing playbook. Right. We're used to that. But, you know, of all people, like, you've done dozens of events where all you do is preach about Martin Luther King. I listened to, uh, just to go back to listen to some of it, to your January 6th morning program before the actual events of that day occurred. And you're saying, don't go out and cause mayhem in the streets. You literally are advising the morning of January sixth not to do what what wound up happening, and you did yeah. that for ten years previous as well, consistently all the time. And then they try to make you out to the face of the insurrection. It's completely yeah. insane. It's as if they have <laughs> never it. listened to the show
1: in their entire well, lives. Well, they they haven't. What more importantly, you cannot listen to the New York Times. Liable. The Glenn Beck program. All right, Um, let me tell you about our Sponsor this half hour, Stu. You're going to have to help me because I'm losing my voice. I want to talk to you a little bit about my pillow. Do you have a my pillow or the sheets or anything? Yes, I have not only my pillow but I also have the sheets. The sheets are great. Uh, they're really oh, soft. Sheets are unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah I actually Somebody gave, gave them away give... as a uh, Christmas present as well to uh, my cousin. Did you? Who? Uh, She's like, oh my god, I was going to order these. I. Was. She went nuts. Oh, it was as if I gave so my great. my my daughter a puppy. It's like they're sheets.
1: That's great. That's great. (laughs) They're really, really soft and comfortable. And you know me because we've traveled around. You weren't a a sheet snob until you started traveling with me. And then you quickly became a sheet snob. Mm. Um, I I like really soft sheets. And these are great. I sleep on them every night. You can get them now for a discount along with all of many of the other products now at MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com, the new radio listener specials, and check out... Out the buy one get one free offer on the giza dream sheets 800-966-3117 use the promo code back mypillow.com don't miss glenn's interview with donald trump
0: if you did miss it blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn
1: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Let me go to Eric in Indiana. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program.
4: Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. Big fan. longtime time supporter. Thank you. Hey, I hope you, you feel you better soon. I-
1: Thank you. Hmm. Is he? Is I don't he there? know. Did it does, does not seem Eric? to be you want to be oh, talking. So no, well, that's okay. It's yeah, your really turn to talk here. I just Eric.
4: didn't want to talk over you. Yeah, I listened to the interview oh. last night, Glenn, and I just yeah. thought it was fantastic. And it's it's the first time since Independence Day, 2012, where I felt truly hopeful for uh, returning to constitutional values. Um, I, I just thought that last night was about the future. It was about unifying, and like you said, where they're just constantly trying to divide us. I mean, members of my own own family i'm vaccinated but my my daughters aren't they won't meet with my daughters like i <laughs> and so like we're divided and like no doctor told them to do that or anything you know literally the president did and so oh. i just think that trump's interview last night was so unifying and so so inspirational that i'm i'm fully on board now and like during the um 2016 primaries um here in indianapolis i went to the ted cruz convention where he announced uh carly fiorina as uh
3: mm-hmm.
4: as his running mate you know and you right. know trump had said things like horse face and lying ted and i never liked that stuff you know and i was always a supporter because i do feel like he had a role as a drain the swamp kind of guy a uh him mm-hmm. in the nose you know fight back against the media kind of guy but i never saw him as the healer that you had talked about in the past and others had talked about but, man, that interview last night really turned me around. And I'm, I'm telling you, it wasn't since, like I said, 2012, you know, the Tea Party stuff. I was there in D.C. on Independence Day. I was there in D.C. on uh, September 12th. And, man, that was such an awesome movement. I had such high hopes. And it wasn't until last night, man, that uh, Trump, Trump brought that back for me. And this morning I called my dad and I just said, I'm on board. I said, we got to get this guy reelected. And I, I think you're right. I think he's running. I mean, watching that interview again last night, I mean, He's running. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm fired up this morning. Yeah, that's great.
1: I'm really glad to hear that, Eric. Um, you know, that was my intent. I I talked to him before we went down there, and I said, "Look, you know, everybody is just um, talking to you, and we're relitigating the past. I n- I don't want to talk about the past. I want to talk about the future because I think people." Are looking at what's going on. Here's the really bad thing about September 11th. Eric, thanks for your call. Um, the, the bad thing about not September 11th, um, January 6th. January 6th, they are now, the press is using this as a distraction. On all of the really important problems, our schools, our corruption in our FBI, the Justice Department, the Department of Education, um, gas prices, meat prices, uh, inflation, spending out of control, all of these things that are happening, Putin, China, they all go to the back burner because they're uh, focused on uh, January 11th. Uh, sorry, January 6th. I can't get this date right. January 6th. <clears throat> because they're focused on that, do you know how many good, decent Democrats are feeling alone and feeling like, gosh, it's just me that's going through all of these things? I guess, I guess, it's, I guess that's not important. This must be the really important thing. They're really being screwed by the left and um, and by the media and that's tragic really tragic But he got on last night, and I, I don't know um, I'd love to hear from you if you watched it last night 888 BCK at the end my wife said You know that's the first time I have ever I've ever seen an interview with him where it seemed like just two people hanging out having a conversation and I felt that way as well um, Uh, It was just a different interview and very 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 hopeful. In fact, can we play if you wonder if he is uh, running or not, can we go to um, the um, the sought where where he is he is saying it was at the very end and I don't know if you you missed this um, But it was at the very end where he said um, Where is it where he talked about? you know making America great again Play that, please.
5: It's so sad, our country right now. I don't think we've ever been lower. And despite all of the witch hunts and the phony Russia, 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 impeachments, it was a beautiful time. We had the greatest economy in history. We then had the China virus come in, and then I rebuilt the economy. I really rebuilt it twice. The second time harder than the first. But we had the greatest economy, the greatest everything. It was a glamour pit. It was a beautiful period. Mm-hmm. And now I see what's happening with Energy, with inflation, with the military, with it's these awful. clowns. Uh, and I said, you know what? Let's put out a book talking about how beautiful it was because we're going to make it that way again.
1: Mm. What does that mean, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> we made America great once. We'll make America great again. Hmm. Again. Again. My God. Okay. Uh. There, to me, there is no way he's. Uh, he's not running. We'll play more of the interview coming up in a little while. I was thinking about what kind of person it would take
0: to not run if you were Donald Trump right now. The nomination is his. He doesn't have to do anything to get it. He He's dozens of points ahead of anyone else who would be mm-hmm. challenging him. Now, of course, anything can happen. You know, you never know what the future will bring. But he would have to basically, um, I, I, you know, it would be a very strong man to say no. I don't want this nomination unless he just thinks it's just too much of a disruption to his life. He, it's his. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to even work for the nomination. It's his. So he becomes a one and two shot, and the other person is Joe Biden, probably who is uh, terrible and is Hillary. running the country into the ground. I know you think maybe Hillary runs. I'm sure other people will run. As a a challenge, uh, especially the way this is going with Biden, if it continues to go this poorly, he probably won't even run for reelection and they'll they'll have to run somebody else. So, you know, uh, how could you resist it? I mean, unless you just didn't think think it was important.
1: Oh, I think you could resist it for another reason. In the interview last night, he said, uh, you know, I really had two jobs. Try to get the country back on track and survive. Yeah. And it it's true. I mean He was fighting for his survival Every day since you know the minute he came down the escalator He was fighting for his own survival and and I don't think he saw that coming I thought he would I think he thought that you know, he'd still get the good press blah 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 and you know, they would be harsh on him, but not like that and uh, It's because he's an outsider but he was really clear you know we had dinner afterwards and um you know when the when the president former president says what are you doing for dinner tonight the right answer is i don't know mcdonald's (laughs) uh, because that's what i said and he looked at me he actually said you and i we could eat together for a very long time (laughs) and i said yes we could anyway um we had dinner with the first lady and I think that's what wounded him deeper than anything else was the attacks on her. So unfair and so cruel uh, on her. And I think, you know, for him to go back into the arena, would you, I mean, you know what it was like, Stu, when we were at Fox and literally every day we were fighting for our life. Do you just immediately say, oh yeah, I'd go back.
0: No, that's, and that's, I
1: I, that's why I said I think the
0: only decision for him is if it disrupts his personal life, right? I mean, and like you think, think of a person like Ron DeSantis, who's thinking about potentially running. He's got a million things to think about, right? It's not just whether his, it disrupts his personal life, but it's like, can I win? Who would I be running against? Uh, you know, uh, do I, you know, how do I play this? When's the right time to announce? None of those things are factors with Trump. All he has to do is say yes, and it's his. I, you know, I, I, there's no poll that shows anyone can even come close to challenging him. So it's just really like, OK, let me make a personal decision based on myself and my family. What's the best thing and the country? What what do I think is the best way forward with everyone else? There's you know, there's a there's a million political calculations to factor in. You also and and the <laughs> the, the number one thing you have to factor in if you're anyone other than Donald Trump is is Donald Trump going to run? Because if you're Ron DeSantis and you announce, and then two weeks later Trump announces, you are now, a, you know, you're the second fiddle on the ticket. You're if at best yeah. running for vice president in most circumstances.
1: Uh, there is, if I were thinking, which it would be crazy for me to think this, but if I were thinking, I'm Ron DeSantis, let's say it that way, and I'm thinking, I might run for president. There's no way, no way, until I have a hard, fast, public no from Donald Trump that he's not running. I right. mean, it'll be, a, it'll be a cruise to the, uh, to the nomination. And what, of course, makes this difficult, uh, you know, and, and Donald Trump knows the media. He's
0: obviously uh, very, very good at understanding what gets attention in the media. He knows the second he gives a hard, fast no, a lot of his power drains away. Right. Like, he, you know, he'll I think be a kingmaker in the Republican Party for as long as he wants to be. But like, you know, the, the media circus around Donald Trump starts going away when he says, I'm not running anymore. <laughs> um, he, right. He's now now the focus goes to Ron DeSantis or whoever else is going to run. Correct. So he, he, there's no incentive for him not to keep it alive, even if he wasn't running. But I mean, I, again, everybody inside his inner circle, people who he who are in his inner circle that are advisors to him that really? are you know on his team are coming out and publicly telling the media he's 99.9 percent running uh so like if he wanted that messaging to stop they would stop it yeah he, he i mean he, he clearly he's i think running. is running and and, and running. i think that means he's the nominee and i think you look honestly i'm i'm more convinced donald trump is the nominee of the De- of the republican party than i am joe biden is the nominee of the democratic party and oh, he's the yeah, sitting president
1: absolutely yeah or kamala harris I have no idea who they're going to run in 2024 because those two will not that's that's a disaster That won't one I have that won't win I have no idea who they could actually run But I will tell you that I'd be shocked if Donald Trump didn't win and if he approaches the election like he did last night Where he was where he's just laying out a strategy of hope and doesn't get waylaid into all of the stuff um, I, I think he's I think he's a shoe in because all of those people who voted for him the first time and then were convinced that something was corrupt now they're seeing wait a minute corruption no corruption uh, we know what's going on here these guys are Marxists these guys are not helping me and my family it's costing me a fortune because of the policies of this guy And I think they'll get all of those people back that voted for Donald Trump. And then some, and then some get those people back from 2016. All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is American financing. Stu has used American financing. I have used American financing. Yeah. We all, really, we all have uh, from time to time. Everybody around here uh, uses them because... uh, you know, what do you when you want
0: to use a new product or service like a lot of times you go to your friends, you go to people that, you know, and you ask them, what have you used? And of course, around here, you know, that started building with you using them. I used them. Sarah's used them. A ton of people around here have used them. So now everyone around the office knows that these guys are the best and they've been doing this for a really long time. Going back to I mean, the old 2008 financial crisis days uh, is when we yeah. first started talking to them. Uh, and didn't initially uh, take them on as a client because, you know, I mean, you were very
1: worried about the mortgage situation correctly at the time. Yeah. Uh, but and they, they said survived to me, it. We're not. The, yeah. They said, we're not the ones that sell those kind of loans. We don't do that. We're not in it for the bank. And we agree with you. And I said, well, we'll see how you survive uh, after. Well, they were fine all the way through it. They do the right thing for you. No tricks, uh, no smoke and mirrors. It's American Financing. Get your home refied right now. Get a new loan or a consolidation loan and save hundreds, if not a $1,000 every month. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. Have you heard the name Ray Epps? You should. And we're going to talk to uh, somebody who has been investigating uh, Ray Epps. Coming up in just a few minutes. Let me go to Linda in Florida. Hello, Linda.
6: Hello, hello. This is Linda. Hi.
1: Yes, go ahead. Hi, You're is on, Linda. Yes, it is.
6: Uh, okay. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, I I've been thinking about this. Uh, well, you know, ever since. Um, and mr. trump uh, you know uh, was it, well, you know his presidency yeah. was uh, gone, but um my right. my question to you is I did not get to see the interview last night with mr. Trump, but um in in your interview and how you uh, had um you know qu- uh, you know th- gone through the question so, do you see where um you know Mr. Trump will be? Uh, different in, in how he handles. Uh, of course, if he runs, I will definitely uh, vote for him. But my question is about his personality and how he handles things and how, how his acting comes out and so forth. Because I, I believe that people that voted for him in the past, there may be a good, a good chance that a lot of people will not vote for him. Um, because of the way he acts and how he portrays himself. And I know that that's the acting in him, because that's what he's done.
1: Right. Um, I don't think I could speak to how he's going to run. Donald Trump is going to be Donald Trump. That's just who he is. And, you know, uh, it's a double-edged sword. Um, He is... He is a guy who just goes in and drops grenades, and that's what explodes everything. I mean, he's gonna have to, and we talked about it in the interview last night. I gave him a list of, of departments that have to be cleaned out, and I asked him, are you gonna be able to do that in four years, and what about the Republican Party? Are they gonna let you do that? And he was very clear on it, but he's, it's going to whoever goes in if they're really, truly going to fix it, they have to clean house. And that's going to take a tough-as-nails person to do it. Watch the, uh, uh, watch the interview from last night. Glenn Beck Wednesday night special only on
7: BlazeTV.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Hillary. Um, we're going to go into uh, Ray Epps and who this guy is there's a it's a really it's you know the, let's say there is nothing to ray epps then why is the the fbi and everybody else behaving the way they are it's like they want a conspiracy theory um i don't know how you explain the ray epps situation um but we have a guy who has been on this with the revolver for a while Uh, And uh, he's probably the best on this issue. We're going to introduce you perhaps to Ray Epps uh, If you don't know the name uh, And why his name is so important Uh, Then also next hour we're going to go into um, Congress and we're going to talk to uh, one of our leading congressmen about um, The situation of the January 6th committee Do you know that some people still have not had trial still in jail no trial it's been a year it's been a year and no one has been charged with sedition uh so what exactly is going on i mean i think time served is probably pretty good at this point back in just a second day that all of the media has been salivating uh, over to be able to mark the one-year anniversary of the worst terrorist attack, the worst event in American history since the Civil War. Average Americans know that's absolute bull crap. Average Americans and me, we were all horrified by January 6th. Thought it was an abomination, thought it was uh, dangerous and stupid politically. But the New York Times and others are making this into something that it is not. So let's get some of the facts down. We, we have a guest. He was a former professor at Duke University, former speechwriter for the White House and the founder of Revolver.News. He's been following the story of Ray Epps. Why can't we get any answers on this one? We go there in 60 seconds. So let me tell you about Uno. He's been eating rough greens and he has changed. But President Miles has also uh, seen great benefit for, uh, from rough greens. Yeah, we call him President Miles
0: because he's a 17-year-old pug and he sleeps approximately 22 hours a day. Uh, and like the president. Yeah, he's well, he's awake more than the president. Uh, okay. Even though he's sleeping 22 hours a day. Uh, but he actually, we've been talking about him having the zoomies a little bit lately because he gets up and he's moving around. Now, his moving around is not, uh, what you, when he's moving around, we're like, wow, he's he's trucking right now. Look at him. Look at him go. And he's, he's going about three inches a minute. Uh, but he, no, he's, you know, I will say, you know, since he's been eating rough greens, you can notice that he's, he's up more. He's a little more playful. Uh, you know, the poor guy can't see or hear. So he has a, uh, a different. He has a little bit of difficulty getting around uh, a normal day. But uh, you know, just to see him still getting around as well as he is is, is I think, a testament to, uh, to rough greens. And, and, it's you know, I love you know, that he's an awesome dog.
1: We all want our dogs to live a long life. We found out yesterday, Stu, that uh, Uno may have cancer. Oh, jeez. Uh, and it's just... Everybody feels the same way about their animal, whether it's a cat or a dog, we all feel the same way. Well, I don't feel the same way about cats, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rough Greens, they are so confident that your dog is going to love Rough Greens that they have a special deal for you. You go to com slash back, and they're going to give away uh, the first bag free. All you pay for is the shipping on the bag. So you get the bag, have your dog try it. If your dog loves it as much as Uno and President Miles and all the other dogs in our life, if they love it as much uh, as they do, what what you need to do is then just... Start ordering it and feeding it every day. And I'm telling you, within a couple of months, you're going to see a dramatic difference in your dog. At least I have. Roughgreens.com slash back. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 833 Glen 33 It's roughgreens.com slash back. So let's go to uh, Darren, uh, Darren Beatty. He is a former professor, Duke University, former White House speechwriter and the founder of Revolver News, the anniversary of January 6th. So let's get an update uh, from uh, from Darren. Hi, Darren. Hey, thanks for having me again. You bet. So I wanted to talk to you because. The press is making it uh, that there's all kinds of conspiracy theories that the right is buying into conspiracy theories about this I don't know what the truth is Um, I just know that there are a few things that don't make any sense First of all, it's the worst one ever uh, And yet nobody has been charged with sedition or anything like it Um, And then you have players like Ray Epps. Can we play the audio here of Ray Epps? Listen to the audio. I know. In fact, tomorrow
2: I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need we need let's to go it. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go. So oh, oh, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm probably gonna go to jail for first tomorrow.
7: We need to go into the Capitol. Into the
1: okay.
5: Capitol.
1: So here he is, um, talking clearly about going into the Capitol. He is stirring people up the night before. In this last clip uh, where he was saying that, you could hear them saying FBI stooge, FBI plant. Um, but he was on a most wanted list, and then nothing happened. Can you tell me the story about this?
8: Yeah, I mean, this, here's uh, a remarkable uh, case, this individual Ray and just to give a, a bit fuller uh, context for what his involvement was. He's not only ubiquitous the evening before January 6th, going to multiple different groups with multiple different agendas, and really corralling them and focusing them on this new and utterly bizarre mission to go into the Capitol. And you could hear a little bit about how people's reaction. What are you talking about? Fed, you're a Fed. He remained persistent, he went to every different group, and he focused them on this mission to go into the Capitol. And what's important to say is that this isn't just some random drunk on the evening of January 5th that we never heard from again. He followed up on this stated mission the next day on January 6th. He's a veritable where's Waldo. And if your listeners go to revolver.news and read uh, the first Ray Epps report, we have tons of video evidence documenting his every move on january 6th he's everywhere and he's telling the crowds after trump's speech is over we're all going to the capitol that's where our problems are our enemy is the capitol and sure enough at 12 53 p.m crucial to note trump is still speaking at this time but at 12 53 p.m ray epps is not at the trump speech he flew all to D.C. all the way from Arizona. He's wearing a Trump hat, but he's not at the Trump speech. What's more important to him is he's right there by the metal barricade, and he whispers into someone's ear, and two seconds later, that someone engages in the first and decisive and fateful breach of the Capitol grounds that starts the whole thing off. This is the same guy who the previous evening was telling everyone we need to go into the Capitol Initially, as you point out, the FBI thought he was an important enough to include him as one of the 20 most wanted January 6th offenders. They said, We need to identify him. Well, then the internet identified him and the Fed's FBI cricket until Revolver.News ran a piece basically implicating the FBI in January 6th. And the day after this came out, the Fed's quietly scrubbed Epps's name and his face from their public database, and since then, the only thing that any official FBI agent has said about Ray Epps is to deny all knowledge of his existence
1: so we have the tape yeah can you can you can are we ever going to get an answer on on this? Is there any well, any movement on this?
8: Yes, that's an excellent question. I'm really glad that you asked that because obviously this is very important to me. It's very important to the country. And we're not going to get any answer from A.G. Merrick Garland, who's been a mop-up boy for precisely these types of said infiltration operations going back decades. We're not going to get any answers from the sham uh, uh, exercise in political theater that is the January 6th committee. The only place we're gonna get answers, I think there are two possibilities if we're going to get ultimate answers at all. One possibility, and this might sound crazy, but I've become very familiar with the way that these Fed operations work. And a lot of times, the higher up handlers of people like Ray Epps, they think of them as pawns. And Ray Epps may have been tricked in some capacity. Maybe he was told that the reason that he was doing what he was doing was for something that turned out to be not the case. Maybe he feels like he was misled. Maybe he didn't really fully understand that he was going to be used as an instrument in an agenda to label half the country as domestic terrorists. But for whatever reason, Ray Epps or many of the other actors who are clearly fed or fed informants, they can step up. They have the power to expose their handlers and to break the case wide open. So that's one option. The second option, is the defense attorneys for the defendants in January 6th cases. And on this, I'm cautiously optimistic. One uh, defense attorney for Kelly Meggs, who is a Oathkeeper defendant, has on the basis of Revolver.news' reporting issued a subpoena demanding the testimony from Ray Epps and Stuart Rhodes, who is the founder and uh, leader of the Oathkeepers Militia Group, who's also curiously uncharged and so one of two things can happen either the subpoena goes through and they actually do have to testify under oath in which case that can be extremely interesting or in the case of agents and informants the government has the power to block subpoena and if the government steps in and intervenes and somehow blocks the subpoenas That would be unfortunate, but the very act of locking it itself indicates that there's something they really don't want us to hear, which gives us additional information as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with the defense attorneys really embracing a potential entrapment case, understanding that the fact that you had instigators who are very likely feds is exculpatory information on the part of their clients and the defendants in these cases
1: darren i can't thank you enough for all of the work that you have done at revolver.news um on on this subject i don't know how it ends i don't know who he was uh, but if you are looking for somebody who was the instigator uh and had a plan he seems to be the number one candidate um you know n- not people on talk radio or podcasts who are saying hey we've got to <laughs> you know fight 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 um let me um uh, let me ask you what we do know about him. Where does he Where does he come from? What does he do? Mm-hmm. What's his history?
8: Yeah. Well, he has an interesting background, uh, like like many people who uh, end up becoming sort of jobbers and contractors for this type of work. He does have a military background. He's a marine. He also has a background as the president of the Arizona chapter of the Oath Keepers militia group. And those familiar with revolver.news' reporting will see that the Oath Keepers is the most heavily prosecuted quote unquote boogeyman militia group associated with one Six, And it's a whole other thread that we've investigated and reported on that a lot of the Oath Keepers people who are underlings who are being hit with very serious charges They're being hit with conspiracy charges. And when you look at the charging documents, the charging documents cite the words and the actions and the behaviors of Stuart Rhodes, who's the founder and head of it, who, for whatever reason, is not only uncharged a year later, a year later, he hasn't even been subject to a proper search. The only search that he's been subjected to was a single cell phone four months after January 6th. And so it just happens to be the case that Ray Epps was the president of the Arizona chapter of this very same militia group. And we have all kinds of footage of him palling around with Stuart Rhodes as well, which is an interesting uh, an interesting connection, to say the least.
1: There is at least really heavy smoke, whether there is a fire there uh, and he is the center of it. I don't know. But there there are. There are questions that must be answered by the government on this. Um, let me take a quick one-minute break, and then I want to come up, and I want to talk to you about the surveillance tapes and also whatever happened to finding the people who planted the alleged pipe bombs outside of the RNC and DNC on the evening of January 5th. Any, anything on that in one minute. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Goldline. It's hard to take a look at your tax returns every year and not get angry uh, with how much money the government is taking out. Um, I feel this way, perhaps you feel this way as well. It's also hard to look now at inflation. It's the hidden tax. What they're spending and what they're doing in Washington is devaluing every dollar you have worked for and saved. It sucks. Now what are you gonna do about it? Well, there are several strategies. One, and I wouldn't put I wouldn't put everything in one basket because I have no idea. I just know that the world has been in times of insanity before, currencies collapse, and they always return to gold. So, would I put all my money in gold? Certainly not. But do I have 10% there? Yes. You should too. It's Goldline. Extremely small quantity of their holiday silver rounds are still available. The Mind Your Business silver bars left over from uh, the Christmas uh, time. You call them right now and find out how to qualify for the free silver. Just call 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. This is coming. Uh, trouble is coming on the horizon. Please spread your risk out. It is Goldline.com. 10-second station ID. We go to Darren Beatty. He is the a former professor at Duke University, former White House speechwriter, and uh, he started Revolver.news. And we've been talking about uh, the January 6th um, debacle and what's coming of this investigation. First of all, um, how many people have yet to be charged and are in jail a year later? Do you, do you have any idea, Darren?
8: I don't know the exact number, but the number is uh, definitely greater than zero. There are definitely people who've been wallowing away under atrocious conditions, some cases solitary confinement and such. And that really goes to show the other side of the coin to the fact that people like Ray Epps and Stuart Rhodes are uncharged. The other side of the coin is that just you know very small fish are being given the most draconian, almost third world Abu Ghraib type treatment imaginable on the basis right. of extremely trivial offenses, if they're offenses at all, and not even given the opportunity for a speedy trial or anything. And there there are several cases that I'm familiar with of people put in those positions and taken a long time to be granted bail, if they're granted bail at all. And so it's really, it's, it's shameful, and it really goes to underscore how bizarre and inexperienced and really even scandalous the selective non-prosecution is for people like Ray Epps, who happens to be the only person in the mountains of footage that exists on 1-6, calling explicitly for this mission to go into the Capitol, and he remains untouched. Mm.
1: Tell me about the pipe bombs. The night before, somebody apparently um, uh, put pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC. What do we know about that now, a year later?
8: You know, that's, a very interesting question. I'm glad that this is sort of the interest in this is resurrected on the anniversary, because there are a couple of things to say about this. One is just curious. I'm not making so much of it. It's just an interesting incidental detail is that the authorities caught wind of these pipe bombs basically just as that initial Ray Epps breach of the metal barricade to the Capitol occurred around 12.53 p.m. And so it, whether it was intended to be this or not, it was almost a perfect diversionary tactic to get already scarce um, law enforcement personnel away from the Capitol, away from that initial breach site in order to attend to this, bomb scare at the RNC wow. and DNC. That's, so the timing there is really interesting, and I'll just leave it at that and allow people to infer as they will. What, what else is important about this is that, okay, the, the FBI is, you know put on this act the same way that they put on the act with Epps, saying, we need your help identifying Epps. We Please help us. We just have no idea who this is. Then Epps is identified like two days later, and they do nothing with it. They did the similar charade with this pipe bomb. They released this grainy video. They clearly have more video than they're giving out. But for whatever reason, they're so interested in catching the people. And all they'll release is this ridiculous grainy footage that's clearly nowhere near all the footage that they have. They haven't released the forensics. They haven't released if they have any fingerprints, nothing. They give us this grainy footage and this act like, oh, please, please help us. Uh, identify this person. Well, if you want us to identify it, then release all the footage that you we know that you have. At revolver.news if people go there, they can see our extensive uh, report on the pipe bomb that goes into details at how we know that they have more footage than they're releasing. And just another really interesting tidbit about this. The individual, the representative of the FBI that's calling for the public to help identify this so-called pipe bomber, His name was Stephen D'Antuono. Now, the interesting thing about this individual is that before he was in his uh, position at the D.C. field office, he ran the Detroit FBI field office. The reason that's Mm -hmm. significant is that means that he was the guy that ran the infiltration operation in this so-called Michigan kidnapping plot. He was the head of the Detroit field office as that was happening. And we now know that this basically was a trial run for January 6th in the sense that it involved the same plot basically, in this case to storm the Michigan State Capitol. It involved one of the key militia groups also imputed to 1-6, namely the three percenters. And now we know for a fact that 12 out of the 26 so-called plotters were either federal agents or federal informants. And the guy who ran that infiltration operation is the same guy calling for the public saying, please help us identify these pipe bombers. It's it's like you can't even make this up.
1: Darren, Darren Beatty, you can find his reporting at revolver.news.
7: The Glenn Beck program.
1: It is fascinating. I wonder if we're ever really going to know what happened eventually, I suppose. Got a big challenge for you this new year things are a little insane in america right now and never far from my mind Probably not far from your mind either is what we stand to lose if um, If we do lose and I don't mean for us I mean for our kids our kids are going to be slaves to a system the great reset and We can't let that happen. They have to understand Uh, What freedom is remember most of our kids were born after 9-11 they've only lived in an America like this They don't know what real freedom is. They don't know what it's like to live in a country without corruption everywhere Um, I I highly recommend that you get the Tuttle Twins books. They're not going to learn it through osmosis. You have to teach it to them. 35% discount on their books for your kids, from toddlers to teens. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get these books and strengthen your family and your country. You can still get Donald Trump's interview with Glenn
0: Beck uh, live on Blaze TV on demand. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn.
1: This is the Glenn Beck program. you know it's really telling when you when you talk about <coughs> Ray Epps um, and you you look at what about 600 people have been arrested Stu Yes yeah, six is or seven hundred right? I thought it was yeah six or seven hundred okay so you have this number of people that have been arrested and none of them have been charged with insurrection or sedition or anything like that. It's criminal trespass, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. It's an assault on a police officer. All those things I'm totally cool with. You go to jail. You do that, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. It's, it's consistent with my view on the riots with BLM. Mm-hmm. You burn down a building, you go to jail for that. Not on a political charge, you go to jail for breaking the law of burning down buildings, mm-hmm. robbing stores, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So I have no problem with that. But When you look at the charges in the last year that have come out, they don't match with the fairy tale that this was the worst terrorist attack or the worst attack on America since the Civil War. It clearly was not because no one, you know, the New York Times is running stories now of people they interviewed. And one they interviewed today was a guy who was a Democrat, Mm -hmm. but was there. A registered Democrat, three months in jail. Go yeah. ahead.
0: Registered Democrat, a lifelong Democrat by his telling um, that was not planning to go to the Trump uh, speech, decided to go kind of last minute. He's within a train ride of, of New York or of, of Washington, D.C. Uh, he went down to the speech, kind of got caught what he said. I got kind of caught up in the herd. We all sort of went towards the Capitol. Um, he said he didn't even know Congress was in session. And he was really, uh, you know, overt about that. He said, the one thing I really want you to believe is that I didn't even know they were in session. Like, he's like, I it was just like, I thought we were at a speech and we went in there and there wasn't like, I think if I walked in and there was somebody right at the door saying, get out, turn around, I probably would have. But there wasn't. We kind of all just walked in. I was walking around taking pictures of the Capitol. um, And, you know, it seems he did eventually have an altercation with a police officer. Um, uh, where he sort of undersold how serious it was. They found more video of it, and they wound up putting him in uh, jail for three months for that incident.
1: And you so know, if why you, was he you kind why of think, was he doing that? He's a Democrat.
0: Yeah, he was. You know, he was a Democrat. He did have some social media postings about, um, uh, you know, believing in you know some of the uh, theories on the election. And he had seemingly, you know, the, Trump had a lot of Democratic supporters, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. um, he's, he he uh, basically said he sort of turned, um, he was a, tr- a Democrat but wound up liking Trump a lot, basically. The guy, okay, he, okay. here's the one guy that's going to talk, so he sort of explained that in the interview. Um, but what was interesting is like, you know, if, if you went to a bar and you were causing a ruckus in a bar and a police officer showed up and you threw a punch at a police officer, let's just say, you might go to jail for three months for that like and that's what they the overwhelming majority of these uh, of these charges are which are people who did something that they probably shouldn't have done certainly shouldn't have done in some cases um and wound up with mild punishments that are pretty much what you'd expect in a normal circumstance it's not sedition you know, there, there there may very well be some people. It does seem that like really had these ideas. You mentioned Epps before, who was actually we don't know his whole story obviously, but was actually saying those types of things in advance. We yeah, may he see was those on charges. Tape. You have to think on that tape. right. You have to think those charges though are uh, more time-consuming to actually put together, right? Like, yes, having a person say something on tape is a big piece of evidence. But if it's tied into some larger, bigger conspiracy with bigger players that were really trying to overturn the election or stop Congress, that's going to be a more complicated case to prove than someone walking in and getting in a fight with an officer. Um, the, The bottom line, though, is that the problem here is this this fairy tale. That this is the worst thing since the Civil War. I, I, Correct. It's, uh, paraphrasing, I think it was Yuval Levin who said, like, it's very easy to overestimate January 6th and to underestimate January 6th. It wasn't mm-hmm. nothing, it wasn't like a bunch of people touring the Capitol. It also wasn't the worst thing
1: since the Civil War. And we Correct. have to recognize it that. It is what it is. And 99% of Americans all said the same thing on january 6th stop it this is i was in a room full of people as we were watching it unfold Mm -hmm. i immediately i think i immediately got online and said this has got to stop got to stop you did um i mean (laughs) you know this 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 idea that somehow or another it's a grand conspiracy um and yet you know sean hannity is reaching out to the president saying you got to stop him you know don jr uh, don jr (laughs) is doing i mean Where's yeah. the conspiracy yeah. here? They obviously thought the it people- was terrible and wanted it to
0: stop. Correct. And that was happening not only in public, but behind the scenes. But I will say to, to your point, Glenn, yes, you did say right after the event uh, that this was uh, was a, a bad thing. But it's it's amazing. Like looking at, you know, the New York Times tried to did a hit, hit piece on you and some others uh, saying you're this big lead insurrectionist uh, because of uh, you talking about a left wing report in 2000 in September well before the election even happened, let alone the insurrection. But you also said this consistently for years and years and years, that we needed to act like Martin Luther King and understand that if we have outbursts of violence or anger, they will be used against us. You have to avoid them at all costs. You did that for a long time. These events, the event you did in Birmingham, was all about that specific thing leading up to this. Then... I remember you on the day before January 6th, so January 5th, talking about the event that was coming the next day. I believe we have that audio.
1: I know people (laughs) who are are going to Washington. I know people who uh, feel passionately about what's happening in our country. But I don't know any of them that want to start a war, want to start a fight, want to be beat up in the streets or beat people up in the streets. That's just not who we've we've ever been. Now, there might be some people uh, that are going in support of, you know, stop the steal that do feel that way. But they're in the vast minority. But those people, if they engage with Antifa or whatever, those are the people that are going to be seen on television. Mm. And that will be the poster child of whatever we're doing. There's a couple of things that you should do if you are going to march in activities like this. And the first thing is you have to really kind of channel your inner Martin Luther King and know that the people that are there against you are there to make you do something uh, that you either don't want to do or really, really, really want to. But your better angels keep you on that path, and so you don't. They are there to poke you with sticks. They're provocateurs. If you are going to go into uh, a political activity, do not engage people that are on the streets yelling at you. Don't debate them. There is no reason to debate. They are not, you're not going to change their mind. They are not shouting things at you because they think, whoa, that person looks like he's going to be open-minded and maybe he'll come over to our side and he'll understand what we're talking about. That's not what they're there for. They are there to harass you. It's a deliberate technique intended to take your participation and sideline it. Don't, don't pause. To stop, don't do anything. Just keep you and your friends marching. Now, it sounds simple uh, to decline to engage you know, with morons from Antifa, but it is actually difficult in practice because they are trained in direct action techniques. They have studied this. You haven't. They have studied direct action techniques. They can get police officers who are really well trained just a snap and police officers have been trained in direct action techniques. They know what Antifa is doing. They're prepared mentally for it. It could catch you off guard. Don't let it. Don't let it affect you or anyone around you and make sure everyone around you is working together you grab arms and link arms and you pull each other out of that otherwise you are going to be the only thing uh, that the media will show and it will delegitimize everything you came to support (laughs) okay so that's the that's the day before yeah there's a day before and what's interesting about
0: that is obviously like you were more warning against a street Yeah, battle of some sort Uh, because that was just you know you thought might happen there might be a group protest the anti protesters and they could start fight
1: throw you off only throw you off the scent because you know I was in the planning committees so
0: right but I mean again (laughs) you you are the subject of a uh, uh, the paragraph one subject of a story about the lead insurrectionist podcasters and you, the day before January 6th, said to channel your inner Martin Luther King. Wouldn't it be interesting if you also happened to say it the morning before uh, the January 6th events occurred? This is the morning of January 6th. Uh, Here's more audio for you.
1: You have to be able to fight with wisdom. You have to be able to, you can't just go out into the streets And cause mayhem. That is not what Martin Luther King did. It's not. Uh, You know, and and we're missing a lot of Martin Luther King uh, ideas that actually changed the world because it's the same thing that Gandhi did. But how many of us, how many of us are willing to say, you know what, I'm no longer putting my money into this product or these people. I'm not going to do it. And a real sacrifice. And when I say a real sacrifice, I mean, I'm not going to put my money into, you know, Netflix, or I'm not going to put my money into big mobile, or whatever it is. How many are willing to make just that sacrifice for their freedom?
0: So that's the morning of January 6th from, uh, from this program. And you're, comp- you're saying we should emulate MLK and Gandhi on January sixth, you're saying that before any of this stuff happens, and they put you in the first paragraph of a insurrectionist article in the new york Times uh, yes, of
1: course, I praised it, yeah, I praised it the next day, didn't I? No, you did not do we have enough time for
0: another clip or not because uh, we do have one from January seventh if we want to go into that. go ahead, when people have
1: lost their jobs are living in states where <laughs> There's draconian measures. They've been told to shut their business down. And they've been told to pipe down because you want to kill grandma. Meanwhile, people like Cuomo are actually killing grandma and grandpa. When people have done everything they can and actually started in my, my example, started from the premise that, yeah, Donald Trump probably was working with the Russians. Yeah, well, if he was doing something, he should go to jail. And then actually did the work and found out the exact opposite was true. And the more you found out, the more you realized the entire government seemed to be in on it. The FBI knew that this was a plan from Clinton. They knew it, and they did nothing. And when you expose it, no one goes to jail. When people feel as though their voice is being silenced, that even their own representatives from their own party treat them like garbage when they've been called racist bigots when they've been called conspiracy theorists over things like the Hunter Biden laptop that now the press says oh I guess there is something there but we all feel that nothing will ever happen what are they supposed to do Now, here's, let me make this very clear. They are not supposed to get violent. We have a right of free speech, of petitioning our government. We have a right to demand answers. But we don't destroy the Capitol. Pretty clear. Let me go to uh, our sponsor this half hour. It's Bilt Bar. I think of your wife every time I have a Bilt Bar, Stu, because your wife turned my wife on to Bilt Bar. And then I got into Bilt Bar because my wife tried to get me to eat them for about a year. And I was like, they're healthy. I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, And then she was gone for the day and there was nothing left to eat in the house. And I tried one and they're delicious. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line, my wife actually eats healthy.
0: So you can't always trust her when she says something tastes good, you know, know. and it took a while, I think, to convince people, um, you know, in our circles to try them. But once you
1: try a Bilt Bar, you know, the, the flavors are ridiculously good. They're really, really good. They're healthy for you. They're low in calories, low in carbs. Built.com, real chocolate. I mean, it's a candy bar. It really is. Built.com, use the promo code BEC15, get 15% off your order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off. Reach your New Year's resolution goal. Built.com.
7: This is the Glenn Beck Program. This
1: is the Glenn Beck Program. If you missed last night's uh, Trump interview on my Wednesday night special, you really missed something great, I think. Um, Very, very hopeful, positive, looking towards the future. Stu and I will go over that uh, coming up later in uh, the second half of next hour. Go through some of the uh, audio from the Trump interview. But... We wanna spend one more break here on uh, January 6th and set the record straight. The House Republicans are wondering why uh, the Democrats are blocking so many records um, related to January 6th and they're demanding some answers. Will they get them? Uh, Talk to a guy from Illinois, the Congressman from Illinois, Rodney Davis, who is leading the charge? This is
7: the Glenn Back Program.
1: Um, I have uh, COVID, um, and so I'm going to kind of hang back a little bit here for the next hour. Um, it's uh, it's weird. It's uh, I've had COVID before. I had it before the vaccine came out. And uh, now I just have it again. But I think this is a lot different than it was last time. This is just like a really bad head cold. Um, and um, just beat me up but not in the way the first covid that i had beat me up yeah that hit that you was really hard right yeah that hit me really hard i mean i was i was not i didn't have my energy back for a couple of weeks um you know there's no way on the last covid i could have done a show no way mm. no way Forty-five. Seconds. Um, so anyway i appreciate your prayers uh it is um it is it is appreciated now if anybody can get me some ivermectin that would be <laughs> uh, Actually, I don't think that works for this new Omicron does it
0: I don't, I don't know I haven't, I haven't seen much yeah. on that um, But you know there is all sorts of stuff like I know one of the monoclonal antibodies There's three different types of them and two of them don't seem to yeah. work against Omicron one of them does But right. it's the one in the least supply <laughs> So it's been, right. it's, it's, it's been a fun couple of years, I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I tried to get that uh, monoclonal am- a- um, antibody uh, treatment yesterday. Couldn't find it.
7: Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: It's fascinating to me that on 9-11, within a week, we knew who all the hijackers were. We knew their connections. We knew where everything was coming from. Within a week, now we have... The worst attack on the capitol in all of american history a year ago today and we still don't have any idea what's gone on we have not found the ring leaders i think because there weren't any ring leaders um they're they're still talking about we're going to prosecute everyone to the fullest extent even if they were just at the capitol walking around w- nobody's been charged with insurrection or sedition So what's really going on here? And how is it that a year later we still don't know? And why is it that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are not releasing the tapes and any kind of record leading up to January 6th? We're going to talk to a guy who's demanding that answer from Nancy Pelosi and others, and he's in Congress himself from Illinois congressman rodney davis joins us in 60 seconds all right let me tell you about lifelock Stu, have you uh have you ever had lifelock notify you on on anything do you have lifelock yeah i've had it a couple times yeah. um well and, and i
0: think anyone at this point uh who's go who has any Any credit cards or does anything online has had this experience where you find out I had one guy who who bought one single Papa John's pizza in Arizona on my credit card, which was an interesting thing. And then I did have someone, which is a weird thing. I mean, if you're going to steal someone's credit card,
1: you go to get one pizza at Papa John's, at least load up on Papa John's. it's weird because they say, I've talked to Life about this. They say they make a small, sometimes they'll make a small yeah. purchase first to see if it's good, and then they'll go right out and buy something huge. Yeah. But this guy didn't. He was just hungry, apparently.
0: Well, either that or I, you know, we got it in time. You know, I mean, this is what Life does. I did have, uh, uh, I got caught uh, one time, a guy who, who bought tickets to a concert and spent like a night out on the town on me. And uh, But, you know, you, you catch it, you re- you're able to reverse it, and you need to be warned of these things as they happen. And that's what LifeLock
1: does so well. And it's not only because nobody can watch all transactions and monitor all, uh, all transactions everywhere, but um, they also look... On the dark web to see if your information is out anywhere. And mm-hmm. if it is, they'll alert you and they'll help clean it all up. That's where the rubber meets the road, in my opinion. It's Lifelock. Call them at 1 800 Lifelock. 1 800 Lifelock. If you use the promo code back you're going to save 25%. Promo code BECK, Lifelock.com. So we have Rodney Davis on with us. He's a congressman from uh, Illinois. He has just written. Uh, A strongly worded letter which I've always loved when it comes to the uh, United Nations but I don't know if he's gonna get any answers on this I hope he does Uh, he's written a letter to Nancy Pelosi and he's here to tell us the answers he's demanding along with other Republicans congressman how are you sir
9: I'm doing great Glenn thanks for having me on
1: you bet you bet okay so what are the things you're asking for in this in this letter from nancy pelosi
9: well number one glenn you know republicans condemned the violence that took place a year ago uh that was unanimous but here we are today still left wondering what did the sergeant at arms of the house the lead the lead law enforcement official appointed directly by the speaker what did he do In preparation leading up to January 6th, there has been conflicting testimony, and all I've ever asked for as the lead Republican on the respective oversight committee is just to get the communications. We want to know what preparations were made, and the only person standing in the way of us getting the communications from her own appointee who controls the House security operations is Speaker Pelosi.
1: Okay, so you're not asking for anything special. You you sit on the oversight committee. You are the uh, lead opposition. So you, of course, are going to ask for these things. You've just asked for uh, the the emails and the transmissions back and forth on preparations for January 6th. Now, I've talked to Donald Trump. He said that he offered uh, the National Guard to uh, Washington. I don't know if that's true or not but that's what he said but he said he was turned down nancy pelosi did did they turn help down
9: well that's what we don't know and, and it's ironic glenn that you've got U- u.s citizens who no longer work for government volunteering to turn over thousands of communications text emails letters etc to the january 6th select committee but speaker pelosi Will not even turn over the communications of her own appointee who's in charge of security on the House side of the Capitol. And he's a government employee. He was the current government employee that she appoints. Will also not turn that information over to us. The question is, what is she hiding? And we could get a lot of answers based on conflicting testimony in front of the Senate investigation almost, you know, just under a year ago and we ought to be able to get the answers because the american people deserve to know why the security posture was so bad and and frankly glenn i I don't think it's any better today if we were to go through another event like we did
1: (coughs) i don't think so either um i mean unless you're unless you're coming in disguised as covid um uh, uh, congressman let me ask you um are you going to be able to get any of these answers i mean it seems that bad people do bad things all over the country now and nobody's ever held accountable um do you is there any teeth that can be engaged to get the speaker to comply
9: well unfortunately the house is a very majority driven institution and remember the capitol police chief cannot make a single security decision without going to speaker pelosi's appointed sergeant at arms that's her own political appointee You know when I'm gonna get this information? It's when I'm the chairman of the House Administration Committee, when Republicans take over Congress in November Mm. of 2022. And I have laid out that I am serious. I want all of these communications at that time. And if they are destroyed, or they no longer exist when I get there, I will hold as chairman of the House Admin Committee, anyone who's responsible for that criminally accountable.
1: And you will be able to do that.
9: Absolutely, I will. And I dare them to try and to try and not preserve those communications. And I dare them to test me on that.
1: So, Congressman, uh, explain what the end game here is. I mean, I just can't figure out unless they really, truly believe they're going to have power till the end of time. This is all going to come out at some point. What is the end game here that you you think they're playing?
9: I, I wish I could get into their minds and find out what their end games are, but all they do is play political games. And, and this is where the speaker likes to deflect that she has no she has no uh, jurisdiction over the capital security. We all know that's BS. Her own legislative counsel, general counsel, is the one that's telling the Sergeant-at-Arms that he cannot turn this information over to us. After conflicting testimony in the Senate between then Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving and then police chief, Steve's son, who are no longer in their jobs. The current sergeant at arms will not turn this over. Their end game is to delay and deflect. And then when we do take the majority, my goal is to make sure that we get the answers we need, because my job as the lead Republican on this house admin committee and, and as the future chairman of that committee is to make sure the security posture of the Capitol never fails again.
1: Congressman, I was, um, I Talked to the president last night did an interview with him uh, And I I gave him a list of all of the agencies that need to be cleared out from top to bottom and it's going to take Enormous courage to clean this nest of vipers out Um, and uh, And it's it's gonna it's gonna take partners to do it as well the the um people that have power all that anyone wants i think both republican and democrat all that people want is that if you actually did something that you pay a price like i have no problem with people who broke into the Capitol, did damage or whatever i have no problem charging them and having them go to jail for a few months not political but because they broke other laws the same needs to go for the people in congress do you believe the republicans have the spine and the cleanliness if you will to be able to take this up against them
9: you know i can't speak for anybody else in congress except for myself Glenn. and i can tell you that i will do everything within the power of my committee as the chair of the house admin committee to hold them criminally accountable Especially if they, they do not abide by our preservation request. So, yes, I do believe the Republicans as a whole can hold the Democrats accountable. But I can only do what my job is. And my job on this particular committee is to make sure that the Capitol is safe. And also, when we take over, I'll make sure the Capitol's open again so that people and student groups can come back and see what the Capitol and the entire complex is all about.
1: One last question. I don't know if you have the answer to this or looked into it. We can't seem to get any information. It's, it's like Gitmo. We can't seem to get any real information from anybody about how many people um, are still being held that haven't been either charged or tried. We, we don't know the conditions that these people are, are living in who were arrested last year. Is there, is there any way to get that information?
9: Well, when yes, when, when we take over the House and we have Chairman Jim Jordan of the, of the Judiciary Committee, we have Chairman Jamie Comer of the Oversight Committee and me on House administration, you know what we're going to do? We're going to ask for those officials responsible for what we've seen even the judicial branch say, hang on a second, something's not right here at the DC prison facility. We're going to have to have them come in and testify. The Democrats don't want to hear from them. And, re- and remember, the only office that has been declared off limits for this January 6 select committee is Nancy Pelosi's office.
1: When you look at um, uh, the Capitol Police, it is run by Nancy Pelosi. It is a it's it's the tool, if you will, or the police force for the House Majority Leader. I cannot think of a, a reason why our founders did it that way maybe maybe they just trusted that you know people would always be on the up and up but do you have any idea what's going on with the capitol police and their new approach to being an intelligence arm of uh, our government
9: well the intelligence division of the capitol police is one of the main divisions that failed uh, leading up to january 6. evidence clearly shows that they were given direct intelligence from the Norfolk FBI office that said an imminent attack on the Capitol may be forthcoming. The police chief of the Capitol Police at the time didn't even have that intelligence. I spoke with him the day after and multiple days after. And this is a problem that has yet to be fixed, in my opinion. But here's the kicker we- That Capitol Police chief right. can't make security decisions on his own. It's got to go through the political appointee, the sergeant at arms.
1: One, uh, um, one last question Should the uh, Capitol Police Be something that could be foia Because we can't even We can't even have a Freedom of Information Act uh, That they respond to Because they fall into A different category that is Controlled by the Speaker of the House I don't think that's good for the Republicans Or the Democrats or Independents to ever Have that Should this police force be able to be foia
9: well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Glenn, because long before January 6th, when I took over the Leader of on the House Administration Committee, I introduced a bill to reform the processes that the Capitol Police follow, make them more transparent, make them more accountable. And I did not get that bill even in one committee hearing or be able to have one markup of it, be able to debate the need to wow. open up and make the capitol police more transparent and i'll do that
1: as the chairman uh representative uh, congressman rodney davis from illinois um rodney when you become uh the uh the chairman you call me and i will do everything i can to rally the troops to make sure you can change this with the capitol police i think with them being a secretive operation it is a very very dangerous thing to the republic so thank you so much for your hard work
9: well,
1: thank you, Glenn. Take care. You bet. Bye-bye. Rodney Davis, Congressman from Illinois. American financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. American financing is a great way for you to be able to uh, save a buttload of money. $200 a month in savings would be a real blessing. How about 1000 if you have high interest credit cards and um, a mortgage that is anywhere over three. You could save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars every single month. And I warn you, those high interest credit cards, they are going to become even more high interest as the Fed moves the interest rate up, which they've said they're going to do three times this year. They're going to move it. Um, It is critical that you get your financial house in order. I want you to go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net 10 seconds station ID so I'm about out of steam I'm gonna let you kinda uh, take the reins here a bit and I'll sit back uh, a little bit but uh, we want to talk about Donald Trump the interview that happened last night I thought it was an exceptional interview and i'm not saying that because i did it i think it was <laughs> exceptional because donald trump his answers were hopeful and clear yeah i think we're
0: going to get, play some of the audio here of that in just a few minutes and kind of go through w- you know what he was going going on, uh, going on about because y- your focus there was very much on the future and what what is coming uh next there's an article in rolling stone today uh the title was uh, rolling stone From uh, wind power killing all your birds to fake California gas prices, Trump talks everything but January 6th in the Glenn Beck interview, Mm. which is fascinating. Of course, you said Mm -hmm. multiple times on the air that you were not asking him about that because you didn't want to rehash the
1: past. You were going into the future. They may have missed those shows, though. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, my producers wrote up a bunch of uh, questions uh, for January 6th, and I decided beforehand... Um, you know, to have them just in case I wanted to go there, but I really wanted to focus on the future, and I was hoping that I would get a few extra minutes at the end that we could tag on um, on that, but didn't think it was even necessary. You know, the the right and the left look at dis, uh, January 6th very differently. I don't like the way that Donald Trump handled d- January 6th, um, but uh, I don't think he plotted it. I don't think he planned it. I don't think he wanted, you know, people to be hung in the streets or anything like that. Um, That's just not who he is. Um, But, you know, they can harp on it all they want. I think America is much more interested in looking to who is going to lead us to the next level here.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's what people are looking forward to. Now, look, I... I think there's interesting things on 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 January sixth that we still need to learn. We were just talking to the Congressman about what those things might be, what information don't we have and and I think in a real world with a real civilized competent government, uh, there could be a, a real uh, Use for a committee of sorts to look into the events of, of January 6th to learn things that would actually help us prevent the next type uh, next riot that might happen in the future. Uh, you know, all my money would be on. It's coming from the left, but whoever it's coming from, I would want to prevent it. And if we had an actual competent, honest government to look into these things, there could be value there. The problem is that that is not what we're looking at now. That's not what we're looking at at all. You know, there is no reason to look at the investigation of January 6th and come to the conclusion that it's anything other than politics. And I think it's been clear since the beginning that they, the left wants to turn January 6th into a date that we memorialize, like we memorialize September 11th, that we can look at Every year we can rehash these events and we can memorialize them and think about all the bad things that have happened and every person on the right who is at fault for it. And the people who are responsible for the bad things and the crimes that went on absolutely should be held accountable. You know, look, we're conservatives here. We're the ones that don't want bottles bashing off the side of police officers heads. We're the ones that complain about that stuff. You look at the footage from January 6th and you can find a lot of examples of people doing things, particularly to police officers, that are completely unacceptable to any conservative I've ever spoken to in my entire life. Now, I cannot say the same for every liberal. I cannot say the same for people like Colin Kaepernick, who wear socks, uh, you know, calling police officers pigs. The left has been saying you can do all sorts of terrible things to police officers. I've never heard uh, anyone on the right say things like that, and I think that's why January 6th was so shocking. Some of that stuff did go on, and it was completely unacceptable when it did. But you can overstate what happened on January uh, 6th, just like you can understate it, and we have to make sure we get that balance correct.
7: The Glenn Beck Program.
0: So many years ago, our our COVID positive friend, Glenn Beck, had an idea. He said, you know, I've watched what's going on with all of my real estate transactions, and I've realized I've had a lot of bad real estate agents. Either all real estate agents are really, really terrible at what they do, or I'm getting the wrong ones. But what do you do? How do you pick a real estate agent when you are going through the most important financial transaction you probably will in your entire life? or You're buying or selling your home. Well, what we do now is maybe you go online, you're on Zillow or something, you see a name under the house that looks nice, you click on that name, but that's not a way to go pick a real estate agent. If you're going by a, a bus bench and you see somebody's face painted on there and it says, call me, I'm a realtor, that's not a great idea. You know someone who knows someone who knows someone who's in real estate? That's not the way to do it. You need to have a screening process for someone who's going to represent you in a really important financial transaction. And that's why Glenn recreated com. You can go there now and find the best real estate agent in your area, whether you're buying or selling a home. It's com. Check it out. And check out the Donald Trump Glenn Beck interview. You can get it online now on demand. And dot com slash Glenn promo code. Is glad. If you happen to think that there's a level of importance to having some mechanism to push back against the misinformation that we get from the mainstream media all the time, I hope you would consider becoming a subscriber to Blaze TV blazetvcom TV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get that subscription. You can save 10 bucks by using the promo code Glenn. You'll also get access to an interview that Glenn did with Donald Trump. This, this interview happened right before the holidays at Mar a Lago, and it was not a, a January 6th themed interview, which is what the media is completely obsessed with. Uh, there were important things that happened on January 6th. We've talked at length about them, but. There are other things to talk about. And in the middle of the Omicron wave that we are in right now, Glenn is currently caught up in that wave. Uh, He's sick at home with the covid. Um, But like the other information we've had about Omicron, it does seem to be uh, considerably less terrible than his previous bout with covid uh, that he had back at the end of 2020. Uh, the interview um, went into some of the stuff surrounding covid, particularly Anthony Fauci, how to think about him, how to think about his time in the Trump administration and where we should go from here. Here's Glenn and uh, Trump talking about Anthony Fauci.
1: I think when when this was coming out of China, it was perfectly reasonable to shut everything down yeah. because we didn't know they were welding people into their homes in China. We had no idea. And they weren't being open. And by this. the
5: way, they weld them in and they never opened. Them. Right. That was the end of them. Fauci,
1: I wanted to give i wanted to give everybody the benefit of the doubt in those yeah, early days. I understand. We have done a ton of research. I did one of the biggest chalkboards I think I've ever done. Right. Um, they were using federal government money to do... Um, uh, Wuhan. Yeah, in Wuhan. I stopped it. Right.
5: I was the one that stopped well,
1: it. Well, you did, but I don't think Fauci uh, cared about that. Fauci's yeah. now claiming he's science. Did you ever... Th- did you ever, would he still be working for you today?
5: No, not now, but, but he's a great promoter. He's not a great doctor, but he's a great promoter. <laughs> but you have to understand everything he wanted, I didn't do. As an example, he wanted to keep it open to China. He ultimately was wrong about that and admitted it and admitted that I saved tens of thousands of lives. He wanted to keep it open. I saw what was happening in Italy and France mm-hmm. and Spain mm-hmm. And I closed it to Europe very early. You know, in China it was January I closed it. And in Europe it was shortly thereafter. We saved thousands and thousands of lives. He wanted to do that. And then his big one of them all is the masks are useless, they don't mean anything. And then all of a sudden he wants you to wear 10 masks. You know, (laughs) Wear as many as you can, put them all over, cover your ears, do everything. (laughs) So I didn't really do much of what he said and He wasn't a big factor for me, in a sense, because of that.
0: It's always important to cover your ears with your mask. Always remember that Anthony Fauci told you that. It's an important thing to remember as we go through this Omicron wave. Uh, Now, of course, Joe Biden promised he was going to come in and not shut down the country, but shut down the virus. That obviously has not occurred. Uh, A gigantic failing of what he promised before the election However, I don't know if it's his biggest failure. Perhaps his biggest failure was Afghanistan. And Glenn talked to former President Trump about that as well.
5: In 18 months, not one American soldier was killed. And I wanted to get out more than anybody. You know that. I got it down to 2,500 soldiers We were going to take everything out. All the equipment was starting. And I said, I don't want to leave a nail, a screw, a bolt, a tank, a plane. Everything comes out. Even the tents that we used as the hangers, everything, they said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it. I said, we're taking everything. And we were gonna keep Bagram, very important, because Bagram bombed the other five places. And I said, bomb them from air, use it as practice. But we're keeping Bagram because it's right next to China, one hour away from where they make nuclear weapons. And to watch these people give up everything, and now China is occupying Bagram.
0: I mean an absolute an absolute disgrace. Joe Biden has been on that and I think people forget about it because there's a new one every single week. Uh, one of the other big stories of the past year has been the rise of conservatives in particular, but people from all across the political spectrum understanding what's going on with our education system. We obviously saw the big election results in Virginia that highlighted that perhaps uh, to a level that we hadn't seen in quite a long time when it comes to education. Uh, Glenn also asked about what we should be doing with education going forward with former President Trump.
1: Is it time to get rid of the Department of Education and give the schools back to the states and to the parents?
5: So I wanted to do that. We would have done that or we would have done a very big form of it. You have people in Washington, D.C. that don't even care about the kids. They're bureaucrats, they're working in Washington, and they're telling people in Iowa, and they're telling people in Idaho, and in other places, faraway places, where every place is different. They're telling them exactly what they're going to study. You don't need that. There should be a little coordination, like you have to learn English. (laughs) You have to have some basic math. But what they were doing was terrible. And then what happened is it started getting into the whole cancel culture thing and all of the different things that you've been reading about, which is totally true. What they were doing, it's totally They're true. You know, they tried it. to they tried to say yeah. with the Yunkin race, which was very mm-hmm. good, which we helped them a lot. Mm-hmm. It would have been a big, I'll tell you what, that would have been a terrible result yes. if we yes. didn't. But that was a good race. And people really saw what was happening with the schools. So. I think it's a great thing to get get the heck out of Washington. You know, some of these states do a great, terrific job. They can't move because of the federal government. They can't do what they want to do. And look at where we stand internationally. We spend three times more for education per student than any other country in the world. And we're in 38th place. It's terrible. So you give it back to the states where the states and some of these states will do a fantastic job. Not all of Mm -hmm. them. You have some Mm -hmm. that are badly run themselves. They're not going to do so well. But you'll have states that are doing a phenomenal job. They'll be they'll be doing a job like Norway, like Sweden. I hate to say this, like China.
3: Mm.
0: So we are here on January 6th, and uh, we all know that the January 6th uh, media sort of tale here is about how you know republicans and trump supporters believe the election was stolen and they ransacked the the Capitol. that is just the new the new theft of the election narrative that we're getting uh, uh, from 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 the media the old one was that the election really was stolen but that election was 2016 as we know of course The Trump administration and the incoming uh, Trump campaign worked closely with Vladimir Putin to arrange the election in 2016 so that our hero, Hillary Clinton, would be denied to be the first female president of the United States. Uh, That was at least what we were told for multiple years. Now, I guess that's in the background. But Trump was asked by Glenn about Russia, about Putin. And what is the really important thing we should be thinking about when we're talking about, you know, a global situation that does seem to be on the brink of all sorts of trouble? Here is uh, Glenn talking to President Trump about Vladimir Putin.
1: One of the first things that Joe Biden did was to stop the Keystone uh, pipeline and then say to Russia, you can build your pipeline. That's something that Reagan Forever we've been saying, don't do that. Poland begged him, Ukraine begged him, don't do that. You had- I stopped it. You had stopped it. It was done. Correct. If, if you would have done that, people would have said, see uh, there, he's in he's bed. He's friends
5: with Putin, friends he with loves Putin, Putin. You know, it's like crazy.
1: I watched, this is being taped in, uh, what is it, November or December, um, and it would be airing in January. But I think it was this week, I watched Putin look at Joe Biden. I didn't see respect or fear uh, from him, a fear of the United States or respect for the United States. True. Um, You know Putin, you know how he thinks, you know how to deal with him. Is he gonna move into
5: Ukraine, do you think? Well, it's looking like that. Uh, You know, when Biden, told him about, well, he was talking about sanctions. When Biden says sanctions, Putin's saying, sanctions, if they're only gonna sanction, then there's no sanction that's gonna stop me from taking over a country. And by the way, it's a massive piece of land right. in an unbelievable location, Right. you know that. But he didn't say there could be very serious consequence. A sanction is not a serious consequence, no matter how strong it is. Not when it comes to taking over a country. Correct and there was no fear
0: one of the things that has been interesting about the reaction to this interview from blaze tv subscribers and people who have listened to the interview in its entirety is that it was able to bring them back to optimism a little bit i think the last year i mean certainly the last couple years have been really tough on so many people and especially for conservatives going into a Biden administration where it seems we are just in a non-stop catastrophe. Every single issue this guy puts his fingers on uh, turns to garbage. And it's hard for the American people to look at that and have any hope for the future. Glenn asked him about this a little bit and it kind of starts talking about how we're going to deal with energy. But I think the hope of the future is really the overarching, uh, I don't know, the unifying theory of this particular interview. You can get the entire thing at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Here's Glenn Beck with President Trump.
1: Are we going to be in three years in trouble if our banks are putting the small gas oil fracking coal people out and fundamentally changing the structure? For green energy,
7: yeah,
5: can we recover from that? No, quickly, no, because the green energy is not strong enough to fire up those plants. And to I'm do saying, all of though, this.
1: Let's, I'm saying, though, let's just pretend <laughs> that you're going to be president okay. in in three years. Can we turn this around and get on track
5: quickly? Quickly, we can. Yeah, we can. I mean, we have to have optimism, and this is more than optimism. This is fact. We were energy independent 11 months ago, totally energy independent. And now we're going to OPEC to beg them for oil. We're going to OPEC, Saudi Arabia, Russia. We're going to Russia. We're making Russia so rich. You know, when I ended the pipeline in Russia, everyone said, oh, I'm so nice to Russia. I got along great with Putin and with President Xi and with all of them. But there was never anybody tough like I was Mm -hmm. on that. And with the tariffs on China, we took in billions and billions of dollars And frankly, brought a lot of businesses back home because it no longer made sense for them to do things in China. But when they did the pipeline and look at Russia, their primary thing is oil Mm -hmm. and the cost. What we're doing is we're making them rich.
0: Interesting that uh, Donald Trump did not seem to have a problem entertaining the idea that he might be president in three years. (laughs) Didn't push back on that one at all. Uh, The entire interview, it's about an hour. It's available at blaze tv.com slash Glenn promo code is Glenn uh, and you can kind of take the entire thing in and really they go over pretty much every single issue dealing with the future looking forward the you know Rolling Stone today as I mentioned is all upset that Glenn didn't ask him about January 6th well I mean uh, what, what are we getting out of that what's the point of that. Uh, the point is not to look back and rehash every single argument from last year or five years ago or 10 years ago. The much more important thing is to look forward and, and see where this country can go in the future, whether that's uh, under a President Trump or uh, somebody else. We have to have some level of optimism that we can turn around all the things that President Biden and everybody he's associated with is doing to our country today. It's all available. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. well we made it to 2022 that means you've got a chance to make it your best year yet optimism we were just talking about it you can start with Genucel by chamonix which will allow you to look five ten fifteen years younger and if you want to take part of this it's the genucell's new year's clearance event you can take 60 percent off their handpicked most popular package this is uh, the best in skincare that you can possibly get you can see yourself uh With less wrinkles, a fewer sagging jawline, Uh, we can talk about uh, under-eyed bags that are just disappearing. And you might think to yourself, those are big promises and I don't believe them. And I can understand that because, you know, this is what happens in commercials. People make crazy claims. Well, Chamonix just says, look, hold us to it we promise results that are going to make you happy with what you've purchased uh, guaranteed or you get 100 percent of your money back so there's nothing to risk here and right now you can get genucell's top selling rare mineral spa package absolutely free at checkout enjoy a luxury spa treatment with world-class cleanser a toner microdermabrasion scrub right in the comfort of your own home go to genucell.com and enter the promo code bec 35 at checkout you're gonna save a bunch of money Every order placed is automatically upgraded to free priority shipping. Don't wait. Go to it's genucel.com. It's G E N U C E L.com.
7: The Glenn Back Program.
0: 888 727 Beck is the phone number. Um, it is January 6th. There's no need to downplay what was wrong with that date and there was a lot wrong 140 officers were injured or assaulted on that day but as we look at this and we look at the grand scheme of things it's impossible to take seriously that the left cares about that they never care about police officers being assaulted this is just not in their dna in the george floyd riots 2037 Police officers were assaulted or injured 2037 in the George Floyd riots, 140 in the Capitol riots it does not mean we downplay what happened at the Capitol. That was bad, but we should also not downplay, minimize memory hole what happened during the George Floyd riots. Both were terrible. Uh, there were 710 arrests at the Capitol. However, there was 16,241 arrests when it comes around the George Floyd Uh, riots. Almost all of those people were had their charges dropped. Not the case with the Capitol riots. The damages, of course, about uh, $1.5 million at the Capitol and about $2 billion when it comes to the George Floyd riots. Both events were bad. Both events were problematic. They had different impacts and different symbolism attached to them. But both should be rejected. This sort of activity is always wrong. And we know that. I don't know that the left does, though.
7: This is the Glenn Back Program.